Hello, my name is Chris Lawley. I'm the Executive Director for Prevent Child Abuse Florida. In working with children and families for over 30 years in the field of child welfare, I find one truth stands out. Every person can play a role in protecting children and supporting families. Join me on the Pinwheel Podcast as I talk with other experts around the state about policies, practices, and programs that are making a difference right now for families in Florida. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pinwheel Podcast. I have a bit of news I want to share with everyone today. This will be my last Pinwheel Podcast as I wrap up eight years here at the Ounce of Prevention Fund serving as the Executive Director of Prevent Child Abuse Florida. just want to say a special thank you to all of you for tuning in, for supporting us over the years, and I know the great work will continue, thanks in part to the two people who are with me here today, uh, and thanks to our whole team here at The Ounce. It's been my pleasure to serve in this manner, and thank you all again for your support. Today... We're going to talk to my colleague, Heather Jones, who is here to talk about Circle of Parents. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Heather, can you tell us just what is Circle of Parents? So, Circle of Parents is a network of parent support groups that stretch throughout 20 states. Each group is run by a trained facilitator who creates a safe, non-judgmental, confidence-boosting space where parents can meet together and talk about the issues they face and the solutions that they've come up with through their journey. State Circle of Parents representatives such as Prevent Child Abuse Florida train those facilitators and also send out monthly informational packets to keep those conversations focused and productive. The best part about Circle of Parents support groups is that everything about this program is totally free. A parent will never have to pay anything to be a part of the Circle of Parents group. Free is a good thing. Yes, very good, especially when we're trying to offer support to parents when they need it the most. And being able to bring people together to be able to share in their challenges, but as you said, Heather, also share their successes along the way so that others can learn. We don't learn just from our mistakes, but hopefully we do. We also learn from hopefully seeing others succeed and adopting their strategies or changing strategies to try something new and different from time to time. So do I have to meet any special qualifications to be in a circle of parents group? So that totally depends on the partnering agency that's hosting the group. Um, So if the group is open, it means that it's open to the public. It's open to anybody that is in a parenting role or a caregiving role that's seeking support. Um, closed groups, on the other hand, are meant for a specific type of parent or caregiver, or they're only available to those who are in another program. So, for example, our partner Healthy Families Florida hosts many circle of parents groups specifically for their participants as a part of their program. Uh, We also have a group here in Tallahassee called Grandparents as Parents, and it's for grandparents who are raising their grandkids of all ages. So that's another example of a closed group that's a specific type of parent. So anybody really can be in a group, can start a group, but I'm sure there's 
things that are needed to to start a group or to to have a group. Can you tell us a little about what all is involved in running a circle of parents group? So most importantly, we need the person to run the group. We need a facilitator. Um, we need a person who will go through the training and learn how to resolve conflict, create a trusting and open environment, lead but not dominate conversation, and be as non-judgmental as possible. Uh, we want this person to get these parents talking about the things that have worked for them and the challenges they come across, like you said, and also their emotions and thought processes while parenting, all to further the knowledge and connection between parents. Besides the facilitator, we also need a place for the parents to meet. Uh, most of the time, if someone wants to start a circle of parents group, it's because the agency or company they work for wants to integrate a support group into their programming, so they already have a space for the groups to meet. However, I know of several individuals who have wanted to start a circle of parents group uh, with the intention to meet virtually until they can find a spot to meet, or they meet in a cafe or church, just wherever they feel comfortable. Meeting 100% virtually is also a totally viable option and one that has been really popular, especially after the pandemic. Um, lastly, you need discussion materials for the parents to talk about. So while parents are meeting together to talk about their personal lives, it, it has its benefits that way. But we also want them to be focused on a topic or a theme per meeting. Um, it helps kind of keep the conversation flowing and lets everyone have the opportunity to learn. I personally curate materials based on a monthly theme that I send to every group in Florida. Uh, I call them monthly mailers. And they're envelopes of several articles, activities, and educational materials that I either select via our partnerships or in-depth searches through credible sources, or I create them. Uh, for example, this month's theme was gratitude and joy, so I included an article from today's parent on little ways to give your kids joy throughout the day. Uh, I also created a two-page gratitude journal for the parents to list out things that they are thankful for or look forward to. The monthly mailers are there for a facilitator to lean on in case they aren't sure what topic they want to discuss. Uh, some groups may completely ignore the mailers if they want, and that's totally okay. What's great about Circle of Parents is that it's based on the parents' needs and desires for improvement. Parent leadership is a core belief in Circle of Parents. So if they need something to talk about, because sometimes I think just starting that conversation or getting it started, that facilitator that you mentioned, getting the conversation started probably can be the, a hard thing to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if they need something to talk about, you do a marvelous job at creating materials for them uh, to give them something. Um, I think, you know, one other thing that I just want to make sure people know is it tends to uh, go better if you start out with an open-ended question. And, and there, in the materials, there are suggested questions, or they can come up with their own, right? What are some of the core beliefs of Circle of Parents? So besides what I previously mentioned about groups being parent-led and non-judgmental, um, some other core beliefs are things like mutual respect, responsibility, trust, parenting in the present, and nonviolence. We want these parents to be able to trust each other, sometimes with things that they're scared to share. Creating an environment where that is possible is key. 
And the group must may remain confidential and, as we like to call it, Vegas style. Yeah. Or it means that whatever is said in group stays in the group. Right, right. A lot of responsibility and respect goes into that. But it's the reciprocity and the mutual trust that makes it possible. We also highly encourage parenting in the present. Looking at past mistakes can help us learn, yes, but staying in that place and getting pulled down by shame and blame is what we want to avoid. Maybe a parent has lashed out before or has become violent and regrets it. We want to encourage the future of positive parenting and nonviolence with the support of the group and promote that change in the parent's behavior while also not shaming them for the past. Being present and looking forward is the only way progress can be made. Yeah, it's kind of hard to change the past. Um, we all have regrets, but you, you mentioned trust too. So I think that development of that trusting relationship can take time. Um, it, and, you know, it's a constant battle, I think, to not just gain that trust, but to keep that trust. Mm -hmm. And you talked about a lot of other things that the facilitator is responsible for, too. So what if that person just feels overwhelmed or, or just needs some help? Well, first of all, they can always come to me. Good. I am Good. always available, a phone call or email away, and I can help brainstorm ideas or take care of some of those responsibilities and just help any way that I can. Because you don't go away, right? Right. I yeah. am here. I am yeah. here to help. They have other people to help them, too, though. Um, this isn't just a one-person show, right? Right. Um, another core belief of Circle of Parents is parent leadership and accountability. So after the group has had a few meetings, usually a parent or two will stand out as a leader or key contributor. The facilitator then has the option to make them an official parent leader by giving them opportunities to serve the group. For example, the parent may be in charge of welcoming new members, brewing coffee, arranging chairs, or organizing the space. Maybe even reading an opening statement or leading a group activity. So sharing responsibility is not only key to the group's success and trust between each other, but it also just helps the facilitator not feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's really important because, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the importance of the facilitator and whether he or she or they are comfortable doing that it's good to know number one that you're going to be there for them but it's also good to know there are a lot of different ways that people can share in that responsibility um, i don't have to just jump in and start with leading the group i can kind of warm up to it a little over time i guess is part of what i hear you saying yeah there's a lot of smaller opportunities for parents to contribute even if it's just making a new parent feel welcome yeah yeah i know we we call it that uh, chair patter person so yeah. that makes everybody feel a little more comfortable anytime you enter a room to have somebody make eye contact with you and pat the empty chair next to them and say hey you, you can sit here it's cool exactly. yeah yeah so Speaking of parent leaders, what what is in it for them? I hate to say it that way, but what opportunities come with being a parent leader? So parent leaders are recognized on a national level through our PAL team, or our Parents as Leaders team. Uh, this team meets with the head administrator of Circle of Parents to discuss what's working in their groups and what isn't. Uh, it's a great opportunity for parent voices to be heard firsthand. 
Uh, we also do have a Parent of the Year Award that we give out annually to parents who have displayed exceptional leadership in their group and in the community that they live in. So it sounds like not only is there an opportunity for be, them to be involved locally, but there's also an opportunity for them to take it to another level if they're interested in participating in these ongoing conversations at a state or even a national level. Um, I know there's a lot of talk right now about making sure that we listen to the voices of lived experience, as we say. So what better way uh, for an agency or an organization or for people in general to be able to listen and learn from each other than listening and learning to someone who's been there and done that? Exactly. There is no substitute for that lived experience. Yeah, yeah, we're all learning, I think, and, and realizing that more and more as, as every month and year goes by. It's always been the truth, but we seem to be recognizing it more. So, Heather, I, I thought a lot about what you were saying while you were talking, and I, I think that what we're saying is any caregiver can participate in a group, depending on whether it's open or closed. But we forgot about one thing, maybe, during that conversation. What about the kids? What happens to them during all that while the parents are in the group? Well, don't worry. We've thought of that. Good, good. (laughs) Um, So most groups operate within agencies that have already provide child care. So the kids are looked after by that staff. Um, However, if a group is in need of child care, they can have a volunteer interview for that role and be background checked as well. Um, Some groups meet with their children attending, which can be sometimes distracting, but it can also be really fun for group activities. Um, But the most important thing is if there's a child program with the child care specialist happening while the parent group is meeting, we encourage activities for the kids to let them express their emotions as well and get to know their fellow peers. We want them to benefit from meeting together just like their parents are. That's what I was thinking. Just like their parents are learning from each other, they can learn too. And you also mentioned one thing. So every one of these meetings, whether they meet once a week, once a month, what I heard you saying is they don't always have to be the same. They can do activities together. They can, you know, just have a different kind of meeting or event or activity that they do all along and get to know each other that way. Definitely, yeah. Like, let's say that there's a community event going on and you all want to go together and meet up there, then by all means, have a meeting there. Just take some time to talk to each other, socialize, and then enjoy the event. Yeah, helps get to know each other when you do things like that, too. So, Heather, let's say that I'm interested and I want to start a group today, what do I do? Well, first you would call or email me to schedule a facilitator training session. Uh, These sessions are super beneficial even if you don't plan on starting a group. So bring a friend or coworker and learn how to best facilitate a group of people and gain leadership skills. As we say, the more the merrier with the facilitator trainings. Um, After the training is complete, you would sign a partnership agreement with us, which is essentially just a contract that says we'll be there to support your group in any way we can, including the monthly mailers. So, Heather, you told me a lot about what I'd need to do if I want to start a group. What if I just am not sure? 
and I just want to find out more information. Is there a way I can do that? Again, I am always here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely give me a call or email to find out more and to find out if there's a group that already exists in your area, if you want to attend, um, or if you just want to know more about the program. Um, My office phone number is 850-921-4494, and my extension is 202. And then my email is hjones at ounce.org. So the responsibilities of the, the agency that's actually starting the group or maintaining the group is basically the things that you listed earlier, right? Making sure they have a place, providing someone to call the group together, to keep the group going, that kind of thing. But So the other thing I think is, is so neat about Circle of Parents, besides offering those opportunities that you've mentioned already, is that it gives the agency or the organization another way to connect with the community. So that opportunity for agencies or anyone who sponsors a group, just to be able to be a part of the community, become a more of a part of the community, I think can't be undersold, really. Exactly, and it just really gives them the opportunity to get to know the parents that have already been there and receiving services or have been in the area, and it's just a chance to really get to know them on a better level. Um, one, one more question that I had. So you've been doing this for a little while now. You've had the opportunity to listen in to conversations at a national and state level. I'm just curious, what are some of the things that parents or caregivers have said that they get out of it, or what do they like about it? So one of the best testimonials that I've heard lately uh, came from the Miami area. Um, There's a group where they essentially split the group into two halves, one for English speakers and one for Spanish speakers. Uh Um, I do provide my monthly mailers in both English and Spanish. Um, So I got feedback from the facilitator of the Spanish group that said that one of her participants came up and just explained that it was an excellent opportunity for her to get to know people in her community and kind of cross that language barrier of not being able to understand her her fellow peers or not having the opportunity really to speak with them much. And practice or whatever, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was um, extremely beneficial for that. And also in the same group, I did a meditation exercise, which they thought was the coolest thing because they never had thought to meditate before or they never did a guided meditation. So to have a group doing the same guided meditation was a whole new experience for them, and they thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. I've heard a lot of uh, feedback over the years that I've been here too, and I think a lot of it revolves around what you said earlier, getting to know people, um, establishing new friends even, or finding out you know, more about what's going on in their community through training sessions that might be offered. Um, But some of the best feedback to me has been when we actually have people who do uh, maintain that friendship after the group ends, and they just become regular old friends and support each other that way. So, For sure. Just building that community with each other is 
honestly what we're trying to accomplish most of all yeah. because when you are in a social network when you have that support that's the key protective factor is being able to lean on your friends and lean on your community when you need help. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned the protective factors and social connections. We know are one of the things that really helps balance out stress for parents and what better way to make new friends and feel supported than by attending or starting a circle of parents program. So thank you, Heather. I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you for sharing all that information about Circle of Parents. Yeah, thank you for having me. And if anybody has any questions, you can just rewind and get my info. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Heather. Thank you for listening to the Pinwheel Podcast, Hope for Florida's Families. To contact us or learn more, visit preventchildabusefl.org.